It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 21st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. A happy Martin Luther King Day to you today. I hope you get the opportunity to have the day off, number one, but also a chance to reflect a little bit on both the progress and the work and struggle that's still left for this great country that we have. And of course, there is a lot of struggle left in when it comes to civil rights in this country. You don't need to do very much other than look at the news and frankly see everything that's kind of going on uh, in our communities uh, 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 to, to know that Martin Luther King's work is far from done uh, in, this, in this country. So definitely take a moment to reflect on that today. Uh, on this on this national holiday, uh, but definitely a a moment to both celebrate the progress and remember how much and and be steadfast in the work that Dr. King envisioned for this great country. We'll move on to basketball, though. The Orlando Magic getting ready to take on the Atlanta Hawks today in an afternoon affair, so I won't be super long. But we do want to recap and talk a little bit about 
about this weekend's games, the Magic falling to the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll kind of take those two games a little bit in turn, draw some bigger lessons out from them. Uh, But really the big thing that we need to talk about today is sort of the urgency. We've talked about it a little bit on the show before, but now it really does feel like the urgency is there that this is the true turning point in the season, that the Orlando Magic season really does sit on the edge and it's going to be very, very soon when the Magic will have to make some very big decisions about their upcoming uh, season, the rest of their season. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can search for them on iTunes just by searching Locked On and the team you're looking for. Looking to get ready for, say, the Super Bowl. The, the Los Angeles Rams, the New England Patriots getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. There's a Locked On Podcast covering both of those teams. Check out Locked On Rams or Locked On Patriots to get your fix on those teams ahead of the Super Bowl. You can also check out Locked On NFL as well. There's a Locked On podcast covering every single NBA team. There's one covering most NFL teams, as well as MLB and colleges too. You can check them all out on Locked On Podcast Network. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, or tell your home device or Alexa or whatever, your Google Home, whatever it's called, to, to play podcast Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Orlando Magic had two very different but still oddly similar defeats over the weekend, falling to the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday, on Friday and the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. We'll start with the game against the Nets. Orlando, for about two and a half quarters, looked like looked better than they've looked in a very, very long time. Their offense was, was fresh and quick, uh, moving the ball, just whipping it around, making shots, all the good stuff. And the defense was really good too, for the most part. Um, you know, giving up a few three pointers here and there, but largely keeping the Nets within the parameters that they want to be kept in. And, and I thought Orlando did a very, very good job on that end. It, Orlando built a twenty-one point lead in the in the first half, early third quarter in in that area, and it felt like the Magic could very well cruise to victory. But Steve Clifford is told us repeatedly, told me for sure on Friday night, that no 20-point lead in the NBA is safe. 20-point leads are nothing. And sure enough, after kind of an evenly played third quarter, the Nets made their comeback. They slowly chipped away at the lead until finally the dam burst. Aaron Gordon left the game in the fourth quarter with a lower back injury. Um, He actually sat out Saturday's game. But the tide had already begun to turn. I think Gordon may have had a say in the final outcome, but the tide had already begun to turn. The Nets had confidence. D'Angelo Russell was hitting impossible three-pointers. The defense was not shifting over, and, and it let go of the rope, essentially. And slowly but surely, Brooklyn came back in the game, and Orlando gave them the opportunity to win it. Yes, D'Angelo Russell hit a difficult step-back three to give the Nets a, a, a lead late in that game, a three-point lead late in that game. Yes, Terrence Ross left a free throw on the board, missing a free throw when he was fouled on a three-pointer that would have tied the game after immediately after that. And yes, Evan Fournier missed a layup, a floater at the buzzer that would have forced overtime. It was a disappointing game in all those respects because the Magic failed to execute down the stretch. But the failure to execute began long before that, as it's been in every single one of these comebacks. The defense just was not up to par whether it was because the other team was missing shots or or whatever, Orlando built their lead, it seemed, on a house of cards. Steve Clifford 
I asked, kind of asked Steve Clifford about this after the game. It, it was a little contested, and I, I get where, where Coach Clifford is coming from. I asked him, you know, are there com- you know, is there commonality between these losses, these twenty point losses? Is there something that's that's similar or something that goes through this team as it's happening? And Clifford sort of dismissed the question hat in hand, saying again. 20-point leads are nothing in the NBA. And and he's right. Uh, I, I want to make that perfectly clear. He's right. 20-point leads in the NBA, it's an arbitrary measure that we've kind of, you know, I've always associated 20-point leads as, as blowouts. It is an arbitrary measure. And in the NBA, they can go away very, very quickly. That's really not what's at debate, at dispute here. And, and I think I think maybe that was, uh, uh, you know, he, I think Clifford sometimes answers the question he wants to answer um, I get it. He's defending his team and trying to keep their confidence up, which I, I I agree is a good tactic to take. But the bottom line is, this is not the first time this has happened. The bottom line is, the Magic have put themselves in position to win games and have let the lead slip away. In fact, in five of the Magic's past nine losses, so that would include Saturday's game, the Magic have held a lead of at least 15 points or more. They led by 15 against Minnesota, against the Clippers, against the Jazz, against the Pistons, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and now against the Nets. It's not that protecting that lead or coming back from that lead is impossible. The issue is the Magic just do not have that last little bit they need to win these games. What, you know, not necessarily should be a comfortable win. I'm not saying that. But what should be a more solid footing because the way you build those leads is through good basketball. There's no getting around it. In the NBA, building a 20-point lead is hard. These are good teams. Now, not just that they're good teams, these are the best players in the world. And so it, it, it's not something to be taken for granted, clearly. It's a hard thing to do, and that's why it's rare in this league. It's not that the Magic have to maintain those leads. But they do have to nurture them and turn them into wins, because ultimately, all that matters is winning. And I will say this to, as much to anyone else. People criticize Nikola Vucevic for the way he for, for missing shots at the end of both the Pistons game and the Nets game. And it's fair to do that because it's a results business and you've got to make shots. But I will continue to argue, and I believe this wholeheartedly, the final two minutes of those games are not as relevant as you think. It's easy to point a finger at these quote-unquote clutch moments when the, the pressure is ramped up and say... Got to make that shot. And yeah, he absolutely does. But I also agree with Clifford after the Pistons game that the Magic got good looks. And, and he said this really after the Nets game as well. The Magic got looks that they trust, that they, they know they can get. They executed well. They just missed shots. And you can live if you just miss shots. But that's not what's going on here. What's going on here? is the Magic are putting themselves in this position where randomness can occur. 
where a shot maker like D'Angelo Russell can hit a difficult step back three in the face of the defense, where an Aaron Gordon injury can derail the entire game, a game the Magic led by double digits for most of the second half and virtually the entire game. And it'd be one thing if this were an isolated incident. If it, Every team in the league is going to lose a game by 20 points. Every team in the league is going to give up a 20-point lead and have to fight it out. Every team in the league is going to come back from 20 points. It's an 82-game season. A lot of stuff happens. So, if it happened once or once in a while, I would buy that argument from Steve Clifford that, yes, 20-point leads are meaningless. They're easily erased. They don't do anything. But the fact of the matter is, this is happening repeatedly. This is happening not just once in a blue moon, or in tonight's case, a red moon. It's not just happening at random occurrences. It's happening almost nightly, almost every time. And that's a problem, especially for a team with playoff aspirations. When you are up by 15 in the first half, okay, that's, that's a comeback. That's a comeback. That, that's, that's not super impressive. But when you're up by 20 and you have everything rolling, when you're up by 8 in the fourth quarter, when you're up by 10 for most of the second half, 10 or more of most of the second half, and you're able to fend them off because every team in the NBA makes a run, you've got to find a way to close these games. And frankly, the next big step for this team is, is not just to hold on to the lead, but close them comfortably. Be up by 15 at halftime and win by 12. It's okay if you get, you know, you don't have to win the second half. You've built your cushion. But continually, these cushions go away. And the magic get much worse. Now, Friday night was not as bad as the West Coast. When the magic had a 21 point, or 19 point lead against the Jazz and lost by 13. There weren't 30 point swings within the quarter. The Magic had their chance to win, and, and yeah, they lost it at the end. But this pattern has to stop. This pattern is what's preventing the Magic from reaching their potential. And that was the most frustrating part from Friday night. So I get that Coach Clifford is trying to protect his team and, and, and keep their confidence up and, and put the blame elsewhere, but frankly, I'm not buying it. Frankly, this is a symptom of a larger problem. A larger problem that yeah, maybe we could have all foreseen because this roster is inherently flawed. We know that. And honestly, I, I'm, gonna, I'm criticizing Clifford here and it's probably the first time I've really stepped out and criticized him on this show. I'll back it up by saying I think Steve Clifford has wrung just about all he can out of the roster. I think the Magic have really outperformed themselves. And, and yeah, it's they're still disappointing because they haven't been able to reach a level of consistency. And, and I think we can all see that when they're at their best, this is a playoff team, but it's not something they can do every night. And I think Clifford is, has done a, a really a lot of all that he can do. And honestly, Saturday night was a clue to a lot of this. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Saturday night presented a tall task for the Orlando Magic. That, that, that pun was intended. Aaron Gordon was out with lower back tightness. He does say he will be fine for Monday's game against the Atlanta Hawks. And the conference-leading Milwaukee Bucks were in town. That means Giannis Antetokounmpo. That means Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe. And one of the best defenses in the league. It was not going to be easy for the Orlando Magic to win Saturday's game. So back-to-back where Milwaukee was kind of sitting around Orlando waiting to play the game. They'd been here since Wednesday. And there was a lot working against Orlando that game. And you could tell very early on the Bucs were the better team. They blitzed Orlando. The Magic couldn't hit a shot. They couldn't stay in the game. They turned the ball over a ton. Milwaukee got out in transition. And really the Bucs were comfortably ahead. But As we all know, as we all know, leads are meaningless. Orlando did cut the lead down to four, and it was a very impressive run through the third and fourth quarters to get the lead down there. Nikola Vucevic really stepped up his game, I thought. Jonathan Simmons played really really well, I thought, especially in the second half. And the Magic's defense tightened up and locked in. The Bucs played the game like they were playing a team of the Magic stature, a team just outside the playoff race, where Milwaukee ramped it up to build their lead and just kind of cruised to the finish, ramping it up again at the end to, to put, the, put the game away. The Bucks can afford to do that. The Magic don't have that margin for error. In fact, it's been the recurring storyline throughout the entire season. The Magic's margin for error is just infinitesimally small. Maybe that's exaggeration, but... Orlando's path to a victory, especially against a team as good as Milwaukee, is just not that big. Orlando cannot afford to make mistakes. They can't give up turnovers or fast break points or take bad shots or miss shots, even if they're good. They don't have the luxury of doing that. And of course, Aaron Gordon being out their best defender made that margin for error even smaller. Milwaukee was able to expose a lot of Orlando's flaws. Eric Bledsoe had 30 points, didn't really miss any shots because he can just out-muscle DJ Augustin in the post. Brooke Lopez drew Nikola Vucevic away from the basket and, and, and had him making some very difficult decisions and pick and rolls. Jonathan Isaac did his best with Giannis Antetokounmpo, but Giannis is able to move Isaac out of the way. And Isaac's essentially a rookie and made rookie mistakes. Certainly want to see those begin to minimize, but... That's a debate for another day. Milwaukee was by far the better team. Yet Orlando still very much had their chance to win at the end. Down by four, about three minutes to play. Milwaukee made some tough shots. Chris Middleton hit a three over Nikola Vucevic after that. Uh, Eric Bledsoe had a couple of really nice drives. And it just felt like the magic ran out of gas a little bit. Again, a back-to-back, it's understandable. 
But Steve Clifford, Steve Clifford was asked a little bit about this after the game. Was asked why he brought Nikola Vucevic in so late. It really wasn't that late, but Vuce only played 29 minutes, less than 30 minutes in this game. It's only the 12th time that's happened this year. The last time was during a blowout loss to the Sacramento Kings. It's getting to a major point in the season, and in a close game like this, the Magic need their best players on the floor. And Clifford is maybe a little slow to break his rotation or get into that playoff mindset with his rotations because there are a playoff game, Vucevic will be playing 35, 36 minutes. Maybe it's too early to do all of that. But it sure does feel a whole lot more necessary now. Having said that, Clifford expressed when asked about Vucevic's minutes that... He's trying to balance the short and long-term game. The Magic are in a difficult stretch right now. 10 10 games in 18 days. They've come out of a very difficult stretch where they, I think, only spent 6 out of 26 days at home. That That was the West Coast trip to the Mexico City trip. Orlando's had some very difficult runs in the schedule, and they've looked tired during those stretches. And it's not helping matters that the Magic's lack of depth is would force the starters to play more. So you can't envy Clifford for this difficult balance of understanding I've got a game and I've got another three games in seven days coming up or four games in seven days coming up. I can't overtax my best players. But... If I don't play my best players, there is a good chance we will lose this game. You can kind of see Clifford trying to ride his bench as much as he can. He's said he's constantly searching for bench combinations at work. He doesn't want to just throw lineups out there, but he's looking for combinations at work. And so it feels like at this point of the season, as the Magic are kind of having this internal struggle, that fatigue might be what ultimately dooms the Magic. Go back to that Brooklyn game. Evan Fournier said after that game that he didn't get the the power off his leg that he wanted to on the game-winning, on the potential game-tying floater. It's not an excuse, but he'd already played 37, 38 minutes. He played an exorbitant amount of minutes that game. It's hard not to think that, yeah, maybe a little fatigue hurt him down the stretch. And, Fatigue hurts everyone down the stretch. You got to fight through it. But you begin to see some hints of that moving on. But the Magic are going to have to do what they're going to have to do. And now sitting eight games under 500, three and a half games out of the final playoff spot with a big week coming up at Atlanta, at Brooklyn, home versus Washington. And then they go to Houston, if I'm not mistaken. With a big week coming up, the Magic have to find a way to get wins. And that probably leads to the biggest revelation from this weekend. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When Nikola Vucevic was asked about his minutes, you know, playing less than 30 minutes, and and some of what Clifford said, trying to preserve the players, Vuce said things pretty bluntly. I'll play however long I have to play. It's the one on this team, I I believe, wants the Magic to do well more than Nikola Vucevic. He's been here since the beginning of this rebuild. He's been through every pain, every struggle, every bad move, everything. And fair or not, he's survived it all. And he's having a stellar season. He's having an all-star caliber year. The Magic are in the fight, are in the hunt. And the usually gregarious Vucevic, the team captain, had a very stern message for his team. It's one that's been quietly echoed throughout the roster, but now seems to have a little bit of urgency. Vucevic said, our margin for error is done. We have to treat every game now like it's game seven. There was a point last week or after the West Coast trip where it felt like the season was on the edge. And the Magic had Boston and Houston coming to town and they fought it off. They won those two games and everything felt right in the world again. Felt like the Magic were back on the right track. We're in the hunt. I think they're only a game and a half out at that point. Three losses later, three straight losses later, and things feel bleak again. Orlando has allowed another losing streak to fester or begin to fester and put themselves in a difficult spot. Where yes, it's not dire enough to say the season's over if they lose Monday night. Vucevic did term it a must-win game. It's not, the season's not over if they lose that game. Be perfectly clear. But there are decisions above the players that will be made. February 7th. And I think everyone on the Magic senses that, yes, the playoff teams are beginning to assert themselves. The playoff teams are beginning to separate themselves from the pack. We're seeing Brooklyn do it. We're seeing Miami do it. And so now is the time where the Magic have to find that extra gear to keep pace. And they got ground to make up. It's not just that they need to keep pace. They got ground to make up. They're falling off the peloton, so to speak. And so the urgency for this Magic team appears to have increased. The urgency for this team appears, or at least by Vooch's words, appears to be at its peak. Because they know the season could very well slip away. After so long journeying and trying to make the playoffs, that is something they cannot let happen. If they want this season to amount to anything, and again, it's another debate whether management, you know, what management should do to help the team make the playoffs or help the team in the long term. That's another argument. The players on the team are focused on one thing, and that's trying to make the playoffs and trying to win basketball games. 
And it, you know, honestly, the responsibility is truly on themselves. But as a team, as an organization, now's the time where they have to commit to it, to making the playoffs this year. And it starts with, honestly, with Clifford. You know, I get that they're in a difficult stretch and the league has put a focus on on rest and sleep and all that. But if you need Nikola Vucevic to play 38 minutes to get a win, it's time to play Nikola Vucevic 38 minutes to get a win. We're there. The team needs every single win it can get. Every little bit of confidence it can get. That's the reality of where this Magic team is at now. That's the reality. That yes, the playoffs are getting away from them. That yes, the team is struggling to string together wins. It's been a while since the Magic have had a three-game win streak. In fact, I don't think they've had a win streak longer than three games all year. They've got to start building up wins, getting winning stretches instead of two wins, three losses. A win, two losses. Two wins, four losses. If the Magic keep doing that, they will fall off the pace. And the playoffs will be gone. The dream is not over. Things look bleak, things feel bad, but the Magic are still in the fight. They're still in the playoff hunt, and so long as they're in the playoff hunt, so long as there's a chance for them to, and a belief that they can make the playoffs, they need to go for it as a whole organization. Not just the players, not just the coaches, but management too. And of course, management has only two and a half more weeks to make that decision. That increases the urgency today. This week, in fact. This week. Orlando needs to go 3-1. and one. 2 and 2 is not going to cut it anymore. They need to go 3-1 and one in the next four games. And it starts Monday against Atlanta. A dangerous team who's playing very well offensively, but is prone to rookie mistakes. If the Magic play disciplined, if they stick to their game plan, if they play the way we know they can play, they should win this game. And honestly, they should win it easily. No offense, Atlanta. Atlanta's playing very, very well. They will not make that, that part easy. Atlanta's going to challenge the Magic defensively. And that's where Orlando struggled the most of late. But Orlando's got to turn things around. It's all on them. It's all on them to find a way to get these wins. To get, to get the ship righted and moving back in the right direction. It really is game seven. Not in the sense that the Magic are eliminated if they lose Monday night. It's Game 7 because the intensity and attention to detail and focus needs to be at that level to get the team back where they feel they should be. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a complete recap of the Orlando Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks, plus the latest rumors, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. The Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks Monday at 3 o'clock. It's an afternoon tip over at State Farm Arena in Atlanta. 
We'll have complete coverage of that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at OmagicDaily as well. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.